Today marks the beginning of our time in Advent, the weeks before Christmas that the church has historically celebrated as a time of waiting, as a time of preparation, as we gear up to celebrate the first coming of the incarnate Jesus. Each week in Advent, we consider some of the main things that Jesus brought with him in his first coming. And today and through this week, we consider the Advent or the coming of hope that came with the incarnation. And Jesus, who is God, was wrapped in flesh and became fully human as well as fully divine in the form of a baby swaddled in a manger to bring salvation to the world. Today's focus is on hope. And I want to begin with a passage in Isaiah that we spent some time with earlier in the service during our silent meditation and that showed up in the video that we watched before Lois lit the candle. So let's begin with Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Isaiah 7 and 8 chapter 7 and 8 tells the story of the prophet Isaiah and his dealing with King Ahaz when the kings of Aram and Israel joined forces to attack Jerusalem. Isaiah counseled Ahaz not to be afraid, not to fear, but to trust God and that God would deliver Jerusalem from the two-pronged attack. But Ahaz didn't trust God to live up to that promise. And so Ahaz swore loyalty to Assyria and even began to worship Assyrian gods. Assyria protected Jerusalem, but in return, Jerusalem was weakened and was essentially owned by Assyria. This eventually led to the fall of Jerusalem and ultimately to a Babylonian captivity. However, despite this darkness, Isaiah comes along in chapter 9 and prophesies about a lighter time, a time when darkness doesn't win and that the light shines brightly. A time of hope for the people of Israel that even in the darkest of moments, God has not or will not forsaken or abandon his people. He is God and that he is with his people. And then the Israelites move from the darkness of Assyrian captivity on to Babylonian captivity. Eventually they were allowed to return home after about 70 years and were allowed to begin to start rebuilding Jerusalem and the temple under the Persian Empire, which came after the Babylonians. But the nation of Israel had not really found true freedom. They remained under Persian rule, and then 
Alexander the Great comes along and they find themselves under his sway. And then there's the Seleucids and the Hasmodeans and then finally the Roman Empire comes along and God's people find themselves under the rule of the most powerful empire of the world yet again. To be an Israelite was not an easy thing at this stage in history. They continued to find themselves in the darkness over and over and over again. While we certainly haven't had to fear coming under the power of different empires over the last couple of years, I think most of us have had the experience of some of the darkest parts that life can throw at us. We've faced a pandemic together. We've seen everything more or less shut down all around us. Many of us have lost people that we have loved dearly. And in some instances, particularly early on in the pandemic, we weren't really able to say goodbye in the way that we're used to. We've dealt with change, some of which we've adapted to, some of which we're still struggling as a people to really understand and try to figure out. Some of us have lost friends for political reasons. We've lost people in our church over masking or not masking. Folks have lost jobs, been on strike. Some places can't find people to work jobs. The last few years we've been stuck in our homes, we've worked from home. Folks have put themselves at risk of being sick. Some of us have gotten sick. Some of us have lost friends and family to this pandemic. Sometimes out of carelessness, sometimes it's simply because bad things happen. Sometimes it feels like in the last couple of years we've really seen the worst side of humanity. That we've witnessed tremendous political division and upheaval. We've seen violent protest, we've seen insurrection, we're continuing to see gun violence amongst our youth. Bullying continues to be a significant issue among our young people. Even within our own community. Drug addiction is significant. Domestic violence is a much bigger problem than I think most of us are probably aware of in our community. And poverty continues to be a massive issue here in Armstrong County. And I could keep going. I could keep listing things forever about what feels like has gone wrong over the course of the last couple of years. The last two years have felt kind of like the darkest timeline. where Everything feels like it's on fire feels hopeless 
feels like it's impossible to find our way forward, to find solid footing. It feels like the darkness is crowded in among us. And sometimes it doesn't feel like there's an escape. If you've felt that way over the last couple of years, you're not alone. I think we've all experienced that. I know I certainly have. I felt that sense of hopelessness more than once. It feels sometimes like the darkness is the end of the story. However, with Jesus, there always comes hope. With the coming of Jesus, we have the coming of hope. Jesus entered into human history at a dark point in the history of his people in the humblest way possible. He came as a baby in a manger, surrounded by animals and filth, and shepherds, and angels, and two parents who loved him. Even in the darkness, even in their poverty, even in the messiness of it all, there was beauty, and there was hope. You see, it's pretty human for us, I think, to look around and to see what's wrong, to see what's broken, and to despair over all of the ugliness that we see and experience. For whatever reason, I think we find it easier or more compelling to look around us and to notice all of the terrible and horrible things that surround us and assume that the world is a dark, dank place full of ugliness and hopelessness. But the story of Jesus paints a very different picture for us about the world. With the coming of Jesus in a dirty old manger to poor parents who had next to nothing, there was still beauty. There was still hope. Hope that the world could and would be different. The Son of God was born into the darkness and He brought with Him light and salvation and hope. Hope that even in the darkest, ugliest moments there is still light, there is still beauty. In the Lord of the Rings movie, The Two Towers, based on the uh, books written by J.R.R. Tolkien, Frodo Baggins is tasked with taking the one ring to Mordor to destroy it so that the enemy wouldn't be able to take it and use the power of the ring to destroy all that is good in the world. His gardener and friend Sam, who, by the way, I think is the true hero of the story, if you're familiar with it. His gardener and friend Sam went on this journey with him and Frodo is struggling with the strength to carry on. And his very wise and faithful friend Sam shares some truth with Frodo. Seth, if you could play the video.
place we shouldn't even be here. like in the great stories, Mr. Ford. The ones that really matter. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. But how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was with so much bad happened? What in the end? Sam references all the good stories that resonate with us because in the end light overcoming darkness is important but in Christmas the story of Christmas we don't have just a story we have the story of the Son of God coming to earth, born in human flesh for the salvation of the world, to bring, among many other things, hope to us all when the darkness seems to be too big, too scary, and too overwhelming. This isn't just a story that we tell, but a reality, a truth that is before us. Jesus was born into this world to bring salvation to his people, to all people. To bring the fullness of light, the fullness of his kingdom, and to bring hope, the hope that comes to us through him. And sometimes, in all the commercialism, the Hallmark movies, the giving of gifts, the parties, the decorations, we forget that Jesus came and brought with him hope for the world. Sometimes that message of hope gets lost in all the other stuff. 
We read the passage from Isaiah 9, verse 2, a little earlier. But Luke gives us the exact same message that Isaiah does. When he gives to us the song of Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist. In Luke chapter 1, verses 78 and 79, it says, Through the heartfelt mercies of our God, God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death, then showing us the way, one foot at a time, down the path of peace. In his first coming, the dawn came to us through the incarnation of Jesus Christ, who brought with him hope. And one day, Jesus is going to return again, bringing the fullness of his kingdom, the fullness of that hope, so that one day, all that darkness, all that pain, all that disappointment, all the fear, the loss, it's going to be flipped upside down, and all things are going to be made new again. That is the hope that we have. Yes, bad things surround us. Yes, the world is full of peril and darkness. Yes, there is suffering and there is pain and there is great tragedy. But the hope of Jesus is that one day that veil of darkness will be torn away and all that there will be is the light of God shining forth and all that darkness will fade. It will wither and it will disappear. One day we will no longer need to hope, but we will see the reality of the fullness of the light of Jesus Christ piercing through the darkness and bringing the fullness of his kingdom. After finishing the quest to destroy the one ring in the book, The Return of the King, Samwise Gamgee wakes up he sees Gandalf, who he believes to be dead, and he says, Is everything sad going to come untrue? With Jesus, that is true. One day, everything sad will come untrue. And that is the hope that we have in and through Jesus Christ. The hope that we don't suffer alone because He is God with us. And the hope that one day all that suffering will be over. And there will be no more tears, no more pain, and no more suffering. Which brings me to our take-home point this morning. With the advent of Jesus comes the advent of With the advent of Jesus comes the advent of hope. In our action point this morning, as you prepare for the Christmas season, may you find hope in and through Jesus. There will be times in our lives when the darkness feels like it's stronger than hope. There will be times when it feels like there isn't much, if any, light left in the world. 
There will be times when we feel like the world is crashing down around us. That the storm will destroy us or that the waves will crush us. In those moments, I invite you to cling to these two truths. First, you do not suffer alone. Jesus is suffering right alongside of you. He is truly God with you in the midst of the suffering. And not only does he see your suffering, but he knows what it is to suffer better than we do, in fact. He is God with you in the midst of the suffering. He knows it. He understands it. He sees you, and he's sitting right there with you, suffering alongside of you in solidarity. And second, in the end, the darkness is only temporary. It's only going to have its say for a little while. One day that darkness will disappear and the light will shine again. And that is our hope. Our hope is that God is with us in the darkness and that he will destroy the darkness. And there's only going to be light. In the darkness, cling to these two truths. Jesus suffers with you. And that darkness that seems so overwhelming is only temporary. Because one day that light will shine forth. And all that pain, all that suffering, all that sadness will disappear. And God will make it better. He'll make all things new again. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the gift of hope that comes to us through Jesus Christ. Father, we recognize that some days life is hard and it is painful and it doesn't always make a lot of sense to us. We acknowledge that sometimes we don't fully understand what you're up to in the midst of difficult situations. But we always have hope. And so, Father, I pray for those who are struggling in hopelessness right now, that you would plant the seeds of hope in their heart. They would be reminded that you are God with them and that whatever they're going through is only ever temporary. Help them to find that hope. And for those who have forgotten to hope, we pray that they would be reminded to do so. Restore in us a sense of hope and hopefulness. Restore in us a sense that no matter what happens, no matter what might occur, you are with us. And we can indeed trust to hope. We pray these things in and through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.